0: I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West, and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it. Herbert fires open, making the grab. Mike Williams down the sideline. On the seventeen-yard line, look out again. Intercepted,
1: and we're back. Tyler Lawrence at LAC Master Zach Alfers at Zach Alfers. brought to you by the Say It Again Network. This is the Shock Therapy Podcast, and we're talking about the Raiders. Bring them. So the Raiders are really good at what we are really bad at, and that's yeah. stopping the run, and that is running the ball. They are really, really good at running the ball. Josh Jacobs, I think, has the most rushing yards in the entire NFL right now.
2: I think he's like second or third, but he wasn't even like he was like he had a 300-yard game performance which bumped him up into that top 5. So he had a, a, the best single game uh all year if that's what we're talking about, but I think overall, here I could bring it up.
1: Overall, he is I believe he's leading the pack this year. Really? Yeah but anytime go you go anytime you rush for 300 yards in a game that just shows how special you can be uh he is leading the, oh, the league by about 110 yards uh and he's got nine touchdowns on the ground he's got six 20 plus yard rushes he's got 240 he's got a long of 86 this year so he he has the speed to to get out there and not get caught from behind uh and his rushing first down percentage is thirty one percent. So like he also doesn't put the ball on the ground. He breaks more tackles than just about any running back consistently. Like he is
2: a tackle breaking he machine. Should. He's a, and he's an amazing talent. It was something like that. That the Raiders were under you. I don't know underutilizing, but just not showing him a whole lot of respect. There's a lot of talk that they weren't going to re sign him. I don't see how you can look yourself in the mirror and let that guy walk. A, a guy who how many seasons has he in? I, I regardless he's
1: he, uh, he's in his uh fifth year fifth option, year. I think. He is or no, fifth. they 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 did not do the fifth year option. So that was the thing, it right? Year. Was a lot of people thought that they weren't going to bring back Josh Jacobs. I don't think it was that. I just don't they think want to restructure they it. valued him as a you know top ten paid player at his position because it would have been like 10 million for the year. And I don't think they value especially that uh that coach that they have over there who spent all that time in New England and they never paid running backs i just don't yeah. think that they valued at him at at the price tag that it would have cost them
2: maybe that's it but still like a a historic franchise like the raiders who have had tremendous running backs over the years out of all of them in their first four seasons josh jacobs has more than more yards than any of them that's including Dennis Allen, who's talked about as one of the greatest running backs of all time, regardless of franchise, and so that that guy is he deserves he deserves the money that that is coming his way this off season. He is a tremendous talent and somebody that I'm going to be you know seeing in my nightmares in, in, until Sunday comes around.
1: So he's got 64 missed tackles for us. That's the most in the NFL. Jesus, 64 in in 12 in 11 games. And then if you go back to last year, he was third with most missed tackles forced, was 60 in 16 games. So he's already surpassed what he did last year, and he finished third. The player last year who had the most missed tackles forced was Jonathan Taylor at 66. He's already going to surpass that and like still has like five, six games left in the season. Go back to 2020. Every single year, he's at the top of missed tackles force. He was fifth in most missed tackles force with 51. So he's getting better every single year at making guys miss. And he's missed games in the past as well. Yeah. He- and then the last one I'll go. So from 2019 to now, 69 missed tackles force as a rookie. Every single year, he's in the top five of making guys miss. That's not just running through people. That's just straight up making them miss entirely. So he has really, really good contact balance. Uh, I feel like we should have talked like this about him last time we podcasted about the Raiders in week one. I think we were just so butthurt and just wanted to just smash him. We were just so angry. We also needed to talk about Josh Jacobs and just how special of a player he is even if he's not worth Derek Henry
2: money. Yeah, right. Uh I think, he's, I think he's a beast. I've always respected him and liked him as a player. Um and I think no I I, I think he's one of the best. Um all-around back who mixes it up in, in the pass blocking situation. Uh I I think that dude is Severely disrespected ac- across the league and, and across fan bases as a guy who's maybe not the, the, the flashy kind of play that uh, Kamara or Eckler bring, not the bruiser necessarily that Henry is, but he, he he's... I don't know about top five, but he is right there at six for me if, if he's not going to squeak into my top five.
1: I mean, he's got really, really good contact balance, which
2: is what makes he him He doesn't special. go down easy, no. No, you need and hats. he's got a little bit of power. He's got a little speed. He's got
1: a little little juice to, to make guys miss. He's, uh, I don't know, like he's Maurice Jones-Drew, like kind of same build, smaller back. He's not he's not a big guy, right? I think he's like 5'10", 215 pounds, He's listed as 220, right? But he's not, like, a big guy. He carries it really well. So, yeah, Josh Jacobs is their offense. That is what they want to do. They want to run the ball behind him, uh, and they want to really bring people into the box, and then they want to hit Devontae Adams, you know, deep over the middle, deep side, deep, deep. That's kind of their offense. That's how they play football.
2: Well, especially now – especially this season with the the early injuries to Hunter renfro and and uh darren waller so i mean Devonte adams a tremendous talent but you only got one receiver really to throw to so it kind of because of the injuries you got to play into the guys you have there and there yes Devonte adams is that number one option but he's i i want to say because of, of what he gives you he's Josh Jacobs is a much more consistent option for the Raiders, and and they're riding that guy. Uh, A a team who's not really in the playoff picture, really wasn't ever, um, but are are now rattling off some some competitive games and winning more than I was going to probably give him credit for after the first four weeks of the season.
1: You know what I'm really looking forward to is the rematch between Devontae Adams and Asante Samuel
2: that'll be nice cuz I, I i think i didn't think Asante Samuel had a great game against against uh Arizona. I, I think he was fine in pass coverage. He was really bad in the open field and had a couple missed tackles himself. That is one of those Devontae Adams is going to get his. But if you can can hold him to the 10-15 yard receptions as opposed to those the thirty third 33 yard um catching run after the catch that DeAndre Hopkins had for a touchdown. Like that's going to be key to this game It is corralling those guys. They're going to get their chunk yardages, but don't make them explosive, hold them to what they give you. And, and if we can just do that consistently, we're going to be in a nice place to win this game uh, late, which I, I think it's going to come down to it. Both teams are giving up more than 25 points a game. I think this is going to be a firefight and, when you have a rivalry that is like this, when you have one team who's fighting for their playoff contention and one team who's just there to be bullies and ruin people's day in the Raiders, uh, we're going to get another exciting game, which is going to be bad for my heart and my blood pressure, but it's going to be good for football fans across the globe. Oh, for sure. And I'm really
1: looking forward to, to seeing how we go and play uh, Khalil Mack, who had three sacks yeah. the first time these teams met against really the same offensive line man, minus Brandon Parker, who's on IR. And let's go ahead and just talk about the players that are injured for the Raiders real quick. Uh, Andrew Billings, by the way, all these players are limited participants uh, on Wednesday's practice. Uh, Andrew Billings, defensive tackle, running back, Brandon Bolden, uh, linebacker, Darian Butler, Derek Carr, uh, quarter, uh, who was that? Sorry, Daron Harmon, cornerback. Uh, Josh Jacobs is dealing with a calf issue. Uh, offensive tackle Colton Miller, limited participant. And then Kendall Vickers is a limited participant. Uh, the only player that probably won't play because he's in concussion protocol is Jesper Horstead, who's really their third tight end on their roster. And then for the Chargers, uh, you're looking at Nasir Adderley, who is a limited participant. By the way, he's in like a, a huge arm cast thing for Thumbs his all thumb. Up.
2: Straight club.
1: But hey. Uh, you know, those clubs, that's old school football right there. Uh, Bryce Callahan did not practice. Uh, he's dealing with an, uh, a groin injury of some sort. Michael Davis has a knee injury, full participant, so you, there should be no issue there. Uh, Derwin James, uh, Corey and Cleo Mack, all out, did not practice. Corey Lindsley's in the concussion protocol, see if he's able to get there uh, healthy in time. Kenneth Murray is dealing with a wrist injury. Trey Pipkins is dealing with a knee injury. Jamari Sawyer is dealing with a knee injury, and Mike Williams did not practice. Uh, I don't expect to see Mike Williams out there. um, Not against a team that's you know four and eight at this point in the season. Uh, Probably a guy that you want to save for some of the more important matchups toward the back half of the season if we have hopes to make playoffs. Uh, Trey Pipkins not practicing. Uh, we'll see if he's able to finish out the game. I know Foster Sorrell came in toward the end of that Cardinals game, uh, but we're banged up right now. We were already banged up, but now we've got guys who are, you know, have those lingering issues coming into Week 13, as most teams do. Um, but we we got some some issues really across the board.
2: Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's it's a matter of how bad does this team want it? Because we are on the outskirts looking in for this playoff picture. There are, let's see nine teams who have a realistic shot of getting into this playoffs. Um, chargers out of those nine all have the worst odds, according to Vegas to get in. The reason for that is, yeah, they have very, four, very winnable games. Um, from teams that are are, no, are not in that playoff contention, those games being um, Broncos, Rams, Colts. you got the Raiders in there. That's a very winnable game. It's a must-win because those other two games on the schedule are Dolphins, who are at a two-seed right now, the Titans, which are the third seed in the AFC. So out of those seven games, you need four of them. I'm not banking that we're going to roll through the Dolphins or, or roll through the Titans, who – Do, who also run the football extremely well with Derrick Henry and that rushing attack, the, the, the four that are winnable are those guys that are out of the playoffs, but that's what makes it so scary because every single one of those games against teams we should beat are must wins. So there's no room for error. Now it's time to nut up or shut up and starts next week with the Raiders getting back into that consecutive, consecutive win column, um, and you know they're going to bring their all because they do not want to see us in the playoffs, especially since their season's basically done at this point. But it's not a league our, that – go ahead.
1: Our record six and five. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. You can keep going. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off like that.
2: No, no. Uh, that was basically it. Um, what I was going to say –
1: well, here's Basically, the issue. Was, yeah. you, this is where where I was talking about the six and five. So we're six and five, and we need to go four and two to really have a legitimate chance of making playoffs.
2: Right, and it's that's not, not even guaranteed. Ask that's not even guaranteed. We win ten because Patriots are six and four as well.
1: Yeah, so like it's that's a that's a tall ask for a team that has struggled, especially struggling against bad teams. Right, we lost to the we got blown out by the Jaguars. We squeaked out a win against the Cardinals that are, you know, we're right. four and, and five going into the game. We squeaked out a win against, um, uh, what was the other? Oh, the Browns, right? The Browns are kind of yeah, struggling that was, right now.
2: That was a tough one too.
1: So we're squeaking out wins, and you're not going to win every game if you squeak them out like that. You got to win. You got to blow out the bad teams. The that, Raiders are a bad team.
2: The Falcons game was way too close. I know we, we the beat Broncos the Broncos game, game
1: was way too close.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Ugh. Um, nothing's given in this league. That that's why we, we can sit here all day and say, yeah, this team should win. At the end of the day, they have to go and play it. Um, there's no, there's nothing certain in, in this league, and that's what makes watching the NFL so much fun because anything can happen. The, the the Cardinals last week are a bottom five rushing attack, and their running back who hadn't accumulated more than seventy yards in a game hits us for one twenty. Like li- anything could happen, and that's what makes it fun.
1: Uh, coming back to this Raiders game, I think that the place that we're going to be able to beat this team defensively, interior pressure. So you're looking mm. at Dylan Parham thirty pressures provided, uh, Alex Barrs twenty four, and two less games. Uh, and then Andre James has been playing like an average center across the NFL. But Dylan Barham, he's a, a rookie. And I think Alex Bars is in his uh, second year. I think that this, this is a game that you can go and get some interior pressure uh, and force Derek Carr to make some bad decisions. Because when Derek Carr gets pressured, he'll he'll put the ball up uh, and he'll throw some things. He'll misthrow them. Uh, he'll underthrow them, which led to the, the, the huge interception we had week one. I don't want to take this team lightly, but I do want to game plan correctly, and I feel like one of those things that we need to game plan, something that we've gotten a lot of success with, is those linebacker blitzes into the A-gaps. Somebody who's had an outstanding season at getting after the quarterback, Drew Tranquil, this is a great game to dial up some of those those blitzes on the inside, see if you can get some pressure and force Derek Carr, not to even take a sack, but just to throw it up or misthrow passes. And we'll some turnovers because the fastest way that you get out to a big lead, getting some turnovers. And we haven't had a pick six this season.
2: Mm -mm. And, And he and Carr's susceptible to, to rushing his reads and trying to avoid sacks by getting rid of that ball. So that I think that's a big, a huge key is that internal pressure, especially because with no Joey Bosa, with no legitimate, outside rusher outside of Cleo Mack I know we have Kyle Vinoy, but he is not the the edge rusher we were expecting at this point in his career teams are game planning for Cleo the last three weeks very well the Niners played him very well the Chiefs basically eradicated him from the game he was like unheard of and I know he had four pressures against the Cardinals but he wasn't a a impact guy the way that we were accustomed to that that first half of the season so with him kind of in a rut, I don't even think it's a rut. I just think it's teams paying so much attention to him. They're game planning for him properly that we're going to need some help up the middle. Um, uh, Morgan Fox and, and Sebastian Joseph Day, another guys who are going to need to have big games as well to be able to hit the right reads to allow those those linebackers behind them, the, those, those opportunities, free shots at the quarterback. If we can get multiple, a couple of those, I, I like our chances in this game.
1: Uh, and then the last thing I kind of want to talk about, Matt Collins has had a pretty good season this year, uh, 550 yards-ish receiving, uh, coming in for Hunter Renfo, who's been the primary slot receiver. Uh, not having a slot receiver, you know, Devontae Adams has been taking a lot of snaps inside there. Keelan Cole's been taking snaps inside there for Hunter Renfro. Keelan Cole has not played that well. Uh, I think that if you can sh- shade coverage over Devontae Adams, put Bryce Callahan – uh, against matt collins or or vato i think that you've got a real matchup there to, that you can kind of prevent them from coming through the air and then you just got to focus on josh jacobs so yeah you don't have a fullback that you're really worried about beating you darren waller's out he's on ir so we don't have to play him which is huge that is that is a huge win for the chargers foster Moreau, i'm just not afraid of so any other things you want to talk about with the raiders offense
2: yeah, I, I, I think, you, you mentioned Mac Hollins. Um, I, I this this receiving corps would be something to 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 be afraid of if you reinserted Hunter Renfro and he was still, performing at the year the like the year he did last year. But I think, shoot, I lost my train of thought. What? Oh man, re- re- talk my memory. What were you just talking about? I was just talking about uh, I'm just oh, not afraid oh, of Foster Moreau. The, the, not not afraid of Foster Moreau and not having a, a lethal tight end weapon frees up Derwin James to go and do Derwin James type Whatever of he wants. Whatever yeah. he wants. There's no, like, there's no, oh, we need you to do this today, Derwin, which is going to get the best out of him. He's going to be able to get after the passer. He's going to be able to what we think is the number one. Inside option come third downs on, the, on those those money packages. He's going to be able to play deep if we need him to. It frees up our best defensive and most versatile defender, which I think is a scary problem uh, if, you're, if you're the Raiders.
1: And then going across the Raiders' defense, they're a little banged up there as well. Devon Diablo, who's probably been playing at a, a pretty high level for the Raiders in comparison to a lot of other linebackers in the league. Uh, Mike Kaiser out, their kind of backup uh, linebacker in the middle. Uh, and then Anthony Averitt, they were already really, really light at, in the cornerback room. Their starting outside corner is Tyler Hall. And then they got a Meek Robertson playing in the slot. Uh, Roderick Teamer, he's a starter, undrafted free agent that we know very well. Um, mm-hmm. And they ended up just, they just let go of their safety. Um, what's the name of the safety that they just let go? First round draft pick. They let him go a couple weeks ago. Uh, he just got let go again from another team. So, like, they're struggling in the secondary. Trayvon Morig, decent player. But uh, outside of Rocky Sin and Trayvon Morig, this is not a good secondary. This is a team that you need to carve up if you're Justin Herbert. If you can get the pass off Max Crosby, Chandler Jones going up against um, uh, our tackles, not, not a great matchup for us. But if we can get the ball out quickly, which is a – Uh, 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 what the Chargers do on the offensive side of the ball, then that shouldn't be an issue. You should be able to negate some of that.
2: No, I like the offensive matches, matchups across the board. Once you, you know, get past that offensive line. Um, I like Austin Eckler's chances against the, the, those DBs you mentioned, but especially against the, those coverage linebackers. Denzel Perriman is a run stopper. He can't really get after the pass and shut that down. I think you're going to get a lot of, yards after the catch from Gerald Everett who's been tremendous for us this year and then consistent not not super flashy or the blowout year we were expecting but Josh Palmer has been very effective and I think he's going to feast facing you know smaller 5'11 5'10 corners in this game and then another guy who just came off a career game has been a tremendous punt returner for us but DeAndre Carter had a career high in targets, receptions and receiving yards last year. He is showing the NFL that he is more than just a, a third phase player. he could affect the games in multiple ways. So you, you look at just those four options alone. I didn't even mention Keenan Allen who's who's coming back slow but steady. Um, I, I think there's just too much to stop. Again, I think it's going to be one of those grinded out games. I don't see I see both teams scoring more than 24. Points because that's just kind of what they've been giving up defensively. Um, but it, it's another it, it's another game that I'm really excited about, um, and it's a, a must win if you're the Chargers.
1: The question just becomes can can we put Jamari Sawyer and uh, Foster Sorrell at right tackle if if Trey Pipkins is not ready to go, and you're going to match them up against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones? That's going to be the, the matchup. If there's going to be something that kills the offense, it's going to be preventing
2: the pressure from those two outside guys. Absolutely. Um, I, I think, I think we have in our favor is that not much of a pass catcher, but Trey McKitty can affect the, the running game, whether that be pass or run. He's been more effective as a, a just as a pass walker this year. But another guy who's making his way back, Who's not impacting the game offensively, like the flashy yard, he's not getting yards, he's not really getting carries. But Josh Kelly is a tremendous uh pass blocker. You know, it has it does as the upback for us and, and punting formations is a big reason why that that unit is is so good as it is. But he is a really good in the box picking up blitzes, picking up extra pressures. He's really good and he really likes that challenge of being able to go and mix it up with those big guys trying to get after his quarterback and Justin Herbert.
1: Sony Michelle actually really good at that. He's good too. Exact I just hope we well.
2: don't see him. I, I think he's kind of been phased out. I don't think he had a snap last game.
1: Yeah I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up letting him go now that we've got our other now three that, backs who have been a little more productive.
2: Well I just think you I think Kelly I think what what Stoney does well is is short yardage pickups and then pass blocking. But I I think I think Josh Kelly is I think he's significantly better in the the pass blocking aspect, which is the strength of this team, which we need more than the guy who could get me third and one, because at the end of the day, I'm going to if I have a chance game on the line, it's third and one. I'm probably going to give the ball to Justin Herbert and let him throw the ball.
1: Yeah. Like I said, Divi- Divine Diablo, who's on IR, is still leading their team in total tackles with 74 total tackles. He's only played in eight games. Uh, and then the next closest player is Denzel Perryman, who's also only played in eight games. Been a little bagged up this year. I think that this is a game that the Chargers can blow them out. I feel like I, I keep putting this out there. it keep saying it's not happening. This is, it, no, no it's going to be a grinded out
2: 21-18 game but, like, it be shouldn't explosive. be. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be closer to, like, the, the Browns game, like 30-28. Uh, kind of similar. When, uh, a big, run-heavy team does not have a great defense this year but has some good players. I think it's going to be closer to the 30-28 mark than – than. How many points per game have they been putting up? Points per game they score – I think they average, like, about 21 and give up 25. I have it right here. One second. Well, here's low, the thing. Low, we know low. that
1: they're going to pick up at least, I'd say, 160 yards on the ground. That's just like a given of what they're going to do. That's just. It's, yeah. It's what we've been allowing, right? Uh, Raiders have scored 22 points per game in 2021. I That's not 2022, though. They scored yeah, 24 so- points
2: a game and, 20, and allowed 25. We're averaging about 23 points and giving up 25.6. So, I mean, if you're just looking on averages. Averages add up to a very, very close game.
1: And then you take into account, like, how many yards are they rushing on the ground?
2: I have it, too. It's uh, They're averaging 122 yards per game rushing.
1: So I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to get 160 yards rushing on the ground, and I'm going to give Josh Jacobs 140, three touchdowns. And then you'll probably get, Devontae Adams will probably get one. So you're probably looking at 28 points right there. They like their kicker. 31, so maybe it's going to be like a 34-31 Chargers game. We have to win the game. Yeah. But I could totally see, like, we just can't stop the run. And Josh Jacobs is just too efficient at breaking tackles, which is why we struggle so much. There's going to be one tackle that is missed that's going to go for 60 yards. Yeah, he's good. Or yeah. it, it might be like a Nick Chubb week three where he, like three guys had the chance to get him down and it ends up going for 60 yards because that's what Josh Jacobs does. He breaks tackles. He stays on his feet. If we can't get him on the ground, he's going to go for something big. It's just it's what's going to happen. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> it's going yeah. to happen.
2: Prepare, yeah. Prepare for a a very contested and very emotional and very up and down game. Um, But those are the those are more fun than those games are more fun and they're more rewarding at the end of the day than than a blowout. Um, At at least as a fan, and they're funner to watch. They're just more exciting. Yeah, they do. I mean.
1: I just want a game that I'm not going to be at the edge of my seat the whole time. I just want a game where I'm just relaxed and I don't we're, we've happening. got a 21-point lead heading into the fourth quarter and we, we're we, driving. We
2: should have. Well, and we had those we games. We up this and, season. Just give me one. I don't know if we're going to get one. <laughs> All right. Any closing remarks, Zach? Get it done. You, Get it done. You do not want to have your season ended again by a division rival. So make the plays when they're there. Rally to the football. I need. We're not tackling J- Josh Jacobs one on one. It's not happening. He's gonna kill you that way. We need that mob mentality on the defense, and I need. I need some big plays offensively, um, and throw in a special teams touchdown again. I. I, I love a good house call. Um and DeAndre Carter's been very, very close this year. I think he's due. I think he's definitely due. I don't really like a lot of the uh, the the
1: tackles on the you know fifteen yard line that on the on kickoffs that seem to
2: happen yeah at he, least once a game too. Well and he has such good vision, right? Like he, he can see yeah, it's just that's just good coverage. Um
1: oh I got one last thing
2: to talk about.
1: So the Pro Bowl voting came out. Which players do you think are deserving of the Pro Bowl? And I want you to just name one on the offensive side of the ball
2: Justin Herbert.
1: Just the only one oh, you can, right? Pro
2: Bowl. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's, is he a top? Yeah. Because only two guys go, right? I don't think he's been better than Mahomes or, or Allen. Uh, uh, it's six total
1: guys, right? Uh, and it's three from each the AFC it is and three? the NFC.
2: Oh, I'll give him three. I'll give him, uh, I think so here's the thing. You probably, got Josh Allen. Probably go.
1: Patrick Mahomes, and I feel like Tua has earned it this year.
2: Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can really get another guy. I mean, Gerald Everett is is been pretty decent. He's been really productive and really consistent for us. I don't Over know. If, Kelsey
1: and Mark Andrews.
2: Well, what about the third? Or that's just you only get two tight ends in the see I, I – I don't think we have a Pro Bowl. I don't think we really have a Pro Bowl player. We're we've just been not on offense. I don't. No. Um. I'm I mean, I'm trying to make a. So uh, Travis
1: Kelsey for sure is like a shoe in, right? You got to put a uh, um, Ravens tight end in there.
2: Andrews is in there.
1: Uh, Pat Freermuth has been really good this year. Yeah. And then that. you're probably looking at David Njoku and Joku and maybe Gerald Everett as as the next guy there because Dolphins, Mike Gisecki, maybe. Um Dawson Knox, maybe, but I just feel like Gerald Everett gets lost in the shuffle between like four and eight, somewhere in there. That there's is... a lot of other tight ends that are doing the same exact thing Gerald Everett is.
2: Yeah, I, I think all of those. All of our Pro Bowl caliber players off, offensively either just play a very, very good position or just haven't been there consistently. Like our, our receivers, our Pro Bowl talents, they just haven't put out the, the, the work that is necessary to get in. So I don't know that we're going to have one. Um, and I just I don't, don't feel like
1: Justin Herbert, even though he's like leading the league in passing yards, still – there hasn't been enough flashy plays to put him into it. Tua has so many flashy plays this right. season. He's got so many home run hitters. It must be nice having Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to throw to. Right. Because he, did, he won't even have to play in all the games. And he's already done so much more than Justin Herbert in terms of just flashiness. You want to talk about a... Uh, a social media quarterback is two and not the perfect social media quarterback this
2: season. What am, Yeah. What are you talking about? I think you picked the wrong hill to die on. Um, but it's one of those <laughs> things that it's not, it's not even really based on talent or based on who is most impactful for their team. It's exactly what you say. It's who's flashy. It's a popularity contest. And I love my guys. I don't think the, the, they are on the general public's radar as they used to be I mean last year what we put I think tied for the most um we had Keenan
1: Allen Justin Herbert Sean Slater Corey Lindsley Austin Eckler is like really close because if you do look at Austin Eckler he's got some flashy touchdowns and he's still at the top of the league in touchdowns and he started like three weeks late yeah so Austin Eckler is in that but you got Nick Chubb there so that makes things a little bit hard
2: Nick Chubb, Derek Henry. You're talking about Josh Jacobs. Um, Josh Jacobs of- has definitely
1: earned a Pro Bowl this season. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is in the mix ish. Sure. I feel like Najee hasn't done enough this season.
2: No. I, I think it's just uh, Travis Etienne years-
1: is actually right there too.
2: Etienne's been good. I I just think it's a it's a rough year for us just because we've had such an up and down year um that we haven't you know we just don't have the consistency as as much as those other guys that you're mentioning if I have to pick
1: three from the AFC for running backs I'm picking Austin Eckler because it's going to be Nick Chubb without a doubt Nick Chubb and then Dolphins Bills Jets Patriots and Chiefs oh and then I'll put in Josh Jacobs so there's two and then you're not Williams is injured the Broncos don't have anybody Ravens maybe JK Dobbins
2: uh I think I think think that the question for running back is what what do you what are you looking for and what do you value at that position because I'm looking at
1: touchdowns that's what you're supposed to be looking at
2: right but if it's traditional running back value rushing the ball I think you got. You, you, they're going to go Derrick Henry. But if you're talking about versatility and scoring, then that's Austin Eckler all day. But it's, again, every criteria, every voter has a different criteria in their head. It's going to be interesting to see what the, the, the NFL public kind of values there, especially position to position.
1: Okay, and then let's go over to defense. Which defensive players on the Chargers? Because I feel like there's a few that could potentially make the Pro Bowl.
2: Um, I like Darwin's chances. I like Bryce Callahan has had a crazy resurgence of a year. He's been tremendous for us. And then I know he's kind of on a a down trajectory. But Khalil Mack has been impactful. Um, even when he's not making plays, he's impacting the game. Whether he might not be getting the tackle, he he might not be getting the pressures that we're used to, but he still impacts the game because he's taking attention away from other guys who are making plays. So. Um, those are those are my three, and I think those are easy three. I'll also put uh, Drew so, Tranquil in there because he's been phenomenal. Um, so, Drew,
1: I, here's the thing is I don't think the, a lot of those players have enough flashy plays. Derwin James has the flashy plays, and I still think Khalil Mack has enough flashy plays, and then he already has the name, right? Yeah, and he's seven, but has a like player seven that you're already. missing who could have a really strong last half, Asante Samuel, I think has a legit shot because he's got the flashy plays. Even if he hasn't caught every interception, he's had a lot of pass breakups. He's had a lot of big plays. He's only got two interceptions, but he's got some, like, dog moments this season where that might give him enough of an edge. If he gets, like, a, would say he gets, like, one pick six, and he he gets, like, one more fumble, some kind of fumble recovery, like, in a big moment, right, comes through in a big moment, comes through, locks down Avante Adams. I feel like he has enough hype heading up into this game and for the rest of this season where he's kind of one of those fringe players. I don't think Drew Trinkle has enough flashy, like no Bobby Wagner name, no, yeah. you know, like no hit stick, just laying somebody out. Right. Derwin James, and, like, the moment Derwin James slammed Kelsey into the ground, body slammed him WWE style, he made the Pro crazy. Bowl off of one play.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I will – I like Asante Samuel, but I think he does need to have seven very, very good games if he's going to get in there. I, I do think that the the plays are there, but I think it's been a little bit inconsistent. He came out real, red hot, and then I think he's been kind of not, not Pro Bowl caliber these last – Four weeks, but if he can finish strong, I think the body of work, you gotta look at the whole the season as a whole, and I think you can make a, a legitimate argument um as for Asante as a pro bowler.
1: I feel like he's he's just so close, maybe like you know he's very... six. He, he's... You get I think you get six per team or something like that.
2: Um the number
1: six per team or five per team, and he's he has... probably right around ten or so.
2: Right, because there's no like, left corner, right corner slot. Like he has a lot more flexibility. Still, still, I think it's an upward hill battle to get more than two, three Charger Pro Bowlers this year.
1: Uh, I think Darren James is a shoe in for sure, but he's probably the only shoe in. Then there's a lot of fringe guys.
2: Right, right. Well, you know, there's nothing like a strong second half of the season say we win one of those games that we should in against the dolphins or against the the titans I think a, a, a win against the dolphins a big flashy team would help all of those guys tremendously you finish this year 5 and 1 all of those fringe guys are a lot more attractive in the eyes of the public um so it's it's all about how you finish we're here it's it's game time it's time to strap it up and and get after it
1: I'll close on this. Asante Samuel is tied for the seventh most pass breakups this season. Uh, and then you're taking a look at AFC uh, cornerbacks. You're looking at Sauce Gardner. You're looking at, uh, I mean, a lot of these players are in the NFC. Dane Jackson, um, Darius Williams is up there. Uh, let's just go. Lajarius Sneed is probably up there as well. Isaiah Rogers, um, and then Patrick Surtain. And that's kind of it for your AFC. Trent McDuffie's up there with one of the highest defensive grades. Good but player. most of the really good cornerbacks are are like Darius Slay, he's NFC, right? You're looking at Jalen Ramsey, NFC. You're looking at Patrick Peterson this year, been outstanding NFC. Uh, Shavaris Ward, NFC. Marlon Humphrey, NFC. All the great cornerbacks—they're in a different conference.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe that's how we squeak in—is is that DB DB class? I still think Rice Callahan's really nice. Um, just he's just been so good for us, but I, I don't know that he has the Pro Bowl season. That that he's not falling around necessary. wide receiver ones though. Right. Right.
1: Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We got a couple more weeks to see how things start to play out. Uh, Make sure you go and vote for your favorite Chargers, whether or not they played good or not. I mean, we almost had a fullback who played six snaps last year uh, make the Pro Bowl. So let's go.
0: underwear makes the most comfortable boxer briefs i've ever worn if you're sick of boxers that are too loose or briefs that are too tight sheath is for you the most comfortable boxer briefs you'll ever put on your body you see their stretchy fabric is made out of a moisture wicking technology they're super soft keep everything cool and comfortable and right in place sheath is particularly useful for staying cool while working out Promo code IHEART for 20% off your order. Sheathunderwear.com. Promo code IHEART.